hard because it was like yeah. we should be like you know, it ended up Ray, being fine. Me, yeah. and then we'll like separate and then you can line them up or something. Okay, if you can't even clap on a beat, there's no fucking way you're gonna hit do re mi. Hold on, I'll clap. See. Did you just clap or? Are you still waiting? <laughs> Hi and welcome to Story. <laughs> Hi and welcome to Story. This is a podcast where we take one piece of media and adapt it into another piece of media. Yeah, this week the pieces of media are uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the classic horror movie, slasher movie starring Freddy Krueger as a real person, and uh, we're going to turn that into a video game. We haven't actually made uh, a video game for a while now, so I'm excited to actually sit down and figure this one out. We haven't figured out what kind of video game uh, we're going to turn it into yet, so this is going to be a good episode. Um, So I know that it's it's a movie from the, the 80s, but I haven't seen it since I was like a teenager, and then I went and watched it really recently, like right before this podcast, uh, and I was way less scared, weirdly, uh, than I was as a kid. I don't know. It it, it I forgot how like totally cheesy that movie is. It's incredibly corny. Yeah, uh, but it was totally terrifying when I was a kid. So um, I guess just a lot of that was lost in translation of just growing up. I just saw I when I was a kid. So my mother, uh, our mother Chris, never let me watch scary movies uh, when I was a kid, and uh, I was over a friend's house, and the scene uh, in the middle of the film where um, I think Johnny Depp is the one who gets killed, yep. where he's getting dragged around the ceiling, or. Or she's getting no, dragged around the ceiling. It's that's the blood. The it's the blood that spurts out of the, the bed, right? Yeah. They're two separate scenes. But Johnny Depp dies. So I, I, I remember seeing that scene where the girl gets dragged around in the ceiling when I was a kid. And it, I, still, I still think that imagery is very is, was, is pretty creative and that was creepy. That was like one of the creepier parts of the movie, even rewatching it. Um, there is some, a couple scenes where I think the imagery is fucking creepy and that's one of them. Um, it's it, the setup to watching it now is so dated and, and everything. And we've just seen that movie so many yeah. times since then, but the scene that's like, that, that might be it the is, first yeah. death in the film is when the girl, yeah, I watched it yesterday and I already forgot the sequence, but, um, Johnny Depp dies. He gets pulled into his mattress into like a giant hole and then it just yeah. shoots blood, yeah, like a geyser of blood. Way more than he <laughs> it's has definitely ever like an homage to The Shining, right? Or just like more blood that has ever existed in that hotel in The Shining comes out of the elevator. So it's, it's I always no, no. You'd be surprised though. You'd be surprised how much blood a person has. And when you like stab a person, you like, stab them a couple of times, like three or four times, and then you just watch the blood that spread out of them. Like, That's a lot of blood. <laughs> I'm going to take your word on I've that. I've never one. stabbed just one person, so I just got the amount of blood confused. <laughs> oh well you're missing out i have to say i i i knew that johnny depp was in this movie just because that's just sort of knowledge that we as human beings have but i didn't remember that while watching the movie and then i went back i'm like oh that's right i remember that johnny depp's character dies in the bed and like like falling into his bed but this whole time it did not look like johnny depp because he's you know 20 or whatever in the movie so it was really weird to go back and be like, holy shit, that was Johnny Depp. It doesn't look anything like him. I'm so used to seeing him as a very specific looking person, we, even when he was a young actor. We have that movie to thank for Johnny Depp uh, being in movies. Uh, he, 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 uh, he apparently like, just went along with his friend who was auditioning, uh, and he didn't get the part. And the other guy, the, uh, the casting director, looked at Johnny Depp, and they were like, hey, you're hot. You want to try out? And he was like, <laughs> sure. 
and then he just got it. Uh, and then that <laughs> friendship probably ended. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I like the idea that the, the, the friend went off to, to star in the, like, rival horror movie that never really went anywhere. You know? <laughs> It was a, a daydream on. I gotta uh, tell you, talking about Johnny Depp watching this movie yesterday, it was actually really refreshing to just have him just play a person and not <laughs> the f- a fucking wacko like cartoon <laughs> not a wacko. He was actually better in that film and more tolerable yeah. than he has been in I think probably five years. That's that's probably why I didn't recognize him because he wasn't like like prancing around and just acting like he's drunk and and or high like in just crazy ways so i was like oh he's acting like a normal human being that's why i didn't recognize him yeah that's probably it he also probably he wasn't wearing some sort of weird affected makeup and yeah. or costume yeah and no no, no heavy voice. eyeliner in this movie not yet yeah johnny depp as freddy krueger <laughs> voices a different character i am I, it is amazing to me that they i wonder if michael bay when they rebooted nightmare on elm street a couple years ago with uh, Jackie Earl Haley uh, oh, yeah. as Freddy Krueger. I wonder if they, they tried to get Johnny Depp for that. I feel like they, they probably did. I, I could, like, but then it's one of those things where he plays a different character. You know? It's not like it's the same character but 40 years later or whatever. It's 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 He would just play, like, the dad or well, the yeah, but, like, or, or, weird night janitor or something. So hang on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Krueger. Okay. I mean, yeah, really, that would have been one hell of a that would have been one hell of a Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's it's right up his alley. He could just make bad puns and fucking like ham it up. Like that's yeah. basically beat, what Robert England is doing. And beat and much younger people. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. So uh, we're gonna turn this into a video one. game. Yeah, I got How it. We're gonna turn this. Into- <laughs> okay, just make it sure that was clear. Everybody got it, Chris. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure that everybody understands how clever that was. Yeah, everybody understands how clever that was. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, good. Um, what were you saying, Harrison? That was not oh, as nothing. Good as that please joke I continue. Made. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get this podcast back on fucking track, but please we, continue. We need to I do mean, that. I think I have it written down here in our pre-show notes that the first twenty minutes is about Johnny Depp. <laughs> Happy Halloween! That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other thing. This is supposed to be the Halloween episode because because this is coming out on Halloween. Can't think of I think can't think of anything more terrifying than Johnny Depp. So, so we we'd be remit remiss to not mention um, the Friday the Thirteenth game that I don't think any of us played yet. No, but uh, I did watch. Came out. I watched it on. Uh, I watched bits of it on. Um, it's funny you say that because I watched bits of it on YouTube last night, and I watched the Angry Video Game Nerd episode about it. But the original game? The NES game, The yeah. 80s? Oh, the 80s game. Oh, I'm not really? talking about that one. I'm talking about the um, the one that just came out, like, this year. Yeah, they re- they made a new one where I think, like, one one player plays uh, Jason and the other players play the campers. <laughs> oh, Friday like, the uh, 13th. Sorry, I thought you, meant, I thought you said yeah. Bennett or Elm Street. Oh, yes. no, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Okay, go on. Sorry. Well, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a really good idea. Um and uh, to just have like you know a multiplayer game where like it, it, it's everybody, one person plays as the killer and everybody else is trying to just survive, um, and that seems like that seems like a cool thing. I hear that game's had some problems, but is now on track and has been been pretty good now that they've done some patches. Um, I don't really know what we'll to we'll have to check it out, but uh, 
you know, it's an interesting place to start from because um, the thing about Freddy Krueger is he can, can invade your dreams. So I feel like right. we're going to have some Psychonauts-style uh, weirdness going on in this game, uh, no matter what happens, you know. Like, uh, you'd probably want to do... Um, there's some great stuff in, like, Arkham Knight, for instance, where you turn the camera around and the environment changes around you. Um, things like that would be would be a rad thing to include. Um, Silent Hill-esque, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, oh. Just, like, things are moving. Like, every time you move away from the camera, like, all the man- like mannequins restack themselves. And just yeah, yeah, like yeah. Right? Silent Hill would be a good comp for the kind of game we should make out of this because... <laughs> Not a lot actually happens to you in that. Like, you know, you're basically just running from things the whole time. Right. Uh, you have some mediocre uh, weaponry that you can use, um, but, you know, you have to find it. And uh, and you never know when you're going to go into the dark world, or whatever it's called in actual Silent Hill lore. Sorry, I don't know that. Some Silent Hill nerds me really upset that you didn't know what that was. Well, that's okay. I, I, I like. I'm well, proud I like. Of you for not what, what remembering. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be really upset if you had that knowledge. Um, what I liked about the the expected changing to the dream world stuff in the actual movie is they did a good job of. It's never really quite. You're never really right away. You're not really sure if if they're actually in the dream world or not. Like they sort of like like the girl like is in the back of the classroom and she's kind of like nodding off, but. She kind of like just turns and looks and sees a, a weird thing, and you're like, "Is she in the dream world? Or is she hallucinating? Or what's going on?" Like, it's never just like a a flash and like suddenly everything's dark and creepy and evil, and she's in the boiler room and things have changed suddenly. It's very like gradual. Like you don't realize you're in the dream world right away. Things just start to get weird over time. Yeah, you know, like there's a kid at the front of the classroom like reading like an excerpt from Shakespeare, and then like the things he starts talking about are get really creepy and shit. Um, and so the, like swapping in and out, like, going from the real world to the dream world and having that transition be fucking, like, just really offset, off, off-putting and, like, ups, like unsettling would, could be really interesting. I don't know what mechanically it would, would provide, but there's something really cool there. Yeah. Well, that's why I was going to have a sign on Hill, because it's cool that, you know, you're, you're just wandering around and then all of a sudden the world just goes, and starts turning into, like, a different <laughs> thing. And that's, it's, it's scary. Like, it's, you know, it's one of those things that you're like, oh, fuck. Okay, now i got to deal with this shit for a while. I felt safe, and now I don't feel safe. And that's kind of a you nice... Just- that's like a, and that's like an age, kind of like an, a long running, uh, uh, effective video game thing. I remember in Castlevania Two, Belmont's Quest, when it turned, uh, is it Belmont's Simon's Quest? Quest please. Simon's Quest, yeah, sorry. Um, but it would turn to night, and like, it, like the screen would just be like, it's nighttime. It's like, watch your fucking ass, and then like all the zombies would start coming out of the ground, and it like, back then it. It was actually, I mean, being a child, it scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh, my God, it's, there's other crap that's going to find me on the screen, you know? Um, and you couldn't, it was, it was kind of like this relief when day would come again. Um, yeah. And that was really the thing. Yeah. Like you survived. I definitely remember that text box popping up and saying, watch your fucking ass. But yeah. <laughs> that's a really weird thing for uh, a Nintendo certified, like, gold stamped game to, to do back then. That's before the translations got better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was like a translation issue? <laughs> yeah, it was. Or what, what, what the original translation was, watch your ass, and it, it translated it was... into, like, be careful of your behind or something. Like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Your posterior. <laughs> that was, that was, I thought that watch your fucking ass was actually the cleaner version of the translation. What I do like is that there in the Silent Hill games, there is that slow, like, piling on of dread um, that, that starts to sort of, like, 
it starts somewhat normal, and then over time you feel less and less and less safe, to your point, Sean. And, like, uh, I don't know if you played uh, the fourth Silent Hill game called The Room or, like, Room or something like that. I don't remember the name of it. I only watched a roommate play it in college. But the idea was you start in your apartment, and then you find, like, a weird hole in your wall, and you go through it, and then you appear in Silent Hill – and it's really dangerous there, and there are monsters, and you can't heal. And then once you complete that chapter of the game, you sort of, like, go, <gasps> and you wake up in your apartment again as if it was a dream. Um, but over time, the hole in the in the mirror, like, gets bigger and bigger and bigger and, like, starts to take up the whole wall. And eventually, even the, the, the safety of your apartment, where you can heal and no monsters will attack you, starts to go away. And you lose that, like, momentary catharsis of, like, oh, my God, I finally made it back to, like, you know, the safe place because there eventually the, the, the whatever bad energy starts to find you there and you can't heal there anymore. And you get these white, weird high pitched whining noise when you wake up and the, the sort of slow, slow erosion of the small Island of, of like peace that you would have is super. Yeah. It, I mean, it feels super on point for this, for this game. Yeah. It's like, it's, you have like almost uh, as you, as you continue to not like sleep, you get more tired. Right, which is a great, that's, that's just a great device to use. You know, that's exactly like, what I was thinking about when I was, when we started, when I was watching the movie and thinking about this. Um, and like, conversely, like you can, in, in the movie, she takes like a, she never actually, you never actually see her take it, but she's drinking coffee and she finds like this, um, no dozy kind of stuff. It's like, stay awake pills and she finds it in the medicine cabinet you never actually watch her i love that she just have that i love that her parents just have that in her medicine cabinet well, her mom is a fucking weird drunk in the movie and that i totally forgot about <laughs> That's true. but uh she totally is but like like she's like the most calm alcoholic i've ever seen in the movie but uh but what's interesting about that is, like, there could be, you know, you can use those things and they could buy you time, potentially, but, like, they could have adverse effect mm. on, like, your health meter. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. Like, you have, like, a sanity meter, like, in, like, uh, Eternal Darkness. I don't know if you ever played that GameCube game where you had, like, a health meter and, like, a sanity meter. And sometimes you could do one, like, use, a, use an item that would restore one but at the cost of the other. Right. You know, and, you, like, if they both bottomed out, you'd be dead. So it was kind of like a, like a balancing plate kind of thing, you know, like spinning plates. Yeah, that was great. That was a great mechanic. Uh, I the, the sanity okay. meter, especially affecting things, was was fun. I mean, it was you know, and I feel like uh, you know this this is a, almost it's it's almost a one to one map, but but it changes the it changes completely based on the fact that just falling asleep means that you have to deal with like a Silent Hill esque dream sequence. So like yeah, like it, it it's a great time pressure for you to have to um, you know like you know you know. We, we put a meter on screen or something that let you know that you're going to fall asleep uh, and that you have to do something about that. And so, you know, if you don't have any more nodos left or you don't have any coffee or whatever, like these stupid things that you, you use to stay awake, um, that means you're going to go into the world and, and whether you're prepared or not for that is something that you could also handle. You know, it's like you, you might have to, like, balance uh, trying to solve the, the outside awake mystery of figuring out how to get Freddy to stop bothering you, um, you know, as a thing, but also balance that against having to uh, be prepared to go into the dream world if it happens. There's also, um, I was just thinking about the similar thing, and, and Harrison, I think, brought it up right before we started talking the, uh, on live on the podcast, but the movie, the first movie at least, ends with, like, this weird Home Alone like she sets up these weird like home alone booby traps for Freddy <laughs> yeah. and like draws Except him they're out. Except like, they're really, really violent. Like the home alone ones were somewhat cute. We're like, oh, I put some like 
broken glass on the ground, which is, I guess, not cute. But she, like, sets up, like, a hammer to, like, hit him in the head and, like, <laughs> light him on fire and stuff. It, it's bananas. Yeah, it's very strange. But it's also, like, um, you know, it, it's cool that uh, the idea of having to make a stand or something is something that you can you could design into the game is like a thing you gotta, you gotta do just to survive. And like, if you don't do it well enough, if you don't set up your booby traps well enough to survive the nights, there's a little bit of a strategy element to it, right? Like you could actually set it up poorly and, uh, you know, Freddy just makes his way straight through the house and, and kills you. And then you gotta start over. Right. I think, uh, I like the idea that you have some sort of, bar like you know like an energy bar or something that that once it's empty you, you fall asleep no matter what you're doing you could be in the middle of tying a knot you fall you just you just collapse on the ground um and whether or not all the actions in your game require you to burn energy like just walking around or sprinting or crafting whatever i don't know what system we'd have or fighting uh empty that bar out but you can sort of refill it with Yoga. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coffee and uh, and no doze <laughs> and yoga, I guess. Um, and, and like, like they're, they're, you have to like decide like what what am I willing to get? What can I get done with the like energy that I have this time? You know, before like I'm gonna go into the dream world. Like, it's coming, like the Castlevania thing. Like night is coming. We need to just be prepared for it. Uh, so what can I get done in the time that I have? Could be a really interesting sort of like like sort of high risk high reward sort of balancing act. Yeah. Another thing in the movie, um, sorry, Sean, but this will be quick. But another thing in the movie is um, she sets alarms for herself. So you could have that if you feel like you need to sleep for a little bit. Your character's getting really tired. You might be able to like, all right, I can probably, I can, I can create enough traps in this room that I can survive for like twenty minutes and get like this much sleep meter back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you can weigh that against and, and set an alarm so that. It might not be in real time, but you're kind of controlling the amount of time you're allowing. You're you're going into the dream world for at once, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you don't have to like dedicate. You don't have to. It's not always a this, a constant amount of time you have to survive there. So you have control over that as well. It could be interesting. Is it just another tactic for how to balance these things? Right. Well, it depends on where you are. Right. Like you could do a thing. It's interesting uh, where moving around. Um, that you're not near your bedroom where your alarm clock is. But you could be oh, yeah. somewhere else, like a friend's house, and they have one, and you could set it, but not... Well, she has a watch in the movie, Sean. That talks to her. Oh, that's right. That it literally goes, timer <laughs> set, three minutes, counting down, and it's like very clearly like a Casio, like $3 digital watch. <laughs> it's, really, yeah. it's pretty impressive technology. It looks like it, got out of, it came out of like a quarter machine. Yeah. But that was state-of-the-art when they made the movie, though. That was probably a $3,000 yeah, right. watch. Uh, Somebody was like, was "Oh, it talks." I believe that. Fucking... Uh, what I was going to say before, uh, though, uh, was the idea. Like, uh, one of the most effective horror games uh, I've played is actually Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, and it's almost too oh, intense. Yeah. And the reason it's intense is because you have to you have to look around a lot, and you have to use the same power to uh, keep your doors shut as you do to. Um, what is it? Look around. Look around the room. Look, yeah, look they, around they, the, they power the cameras. Yeah, you power the cameras, and so and so you have this one resource that you have to use uh, to kind of manage everything, and it makes it incredibly like plate spinningly intense. Um, yeah, it's it, it's very similar to um, Amnesia, where 
the, like you have a sanity meter, and by by interacting directly with the monsters, it drains your sanity meter, and like you start seeing weird shit. And it, it, like, that's how it actually hurts you, other than coming and, like, punching you in the face and, and killing you. Uh, and that's just designed to make the monster scary, because that means you can't look directly at it. And the same thing with Five Nights at Freddy's, where you want to power the door and shut the door so the monster doesn't get you, which means you can't see. You have to turn the cameras off and not see it. So you have, you're, will, like, you're willingly tossing yourself back into ignorance and, and the scary unknown to, to be physically protected instead of, like, mentally protected. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a cool idea for Nightmare on Elm Street to uh, to have to manage your your awake level, your level of awakeness, how, how much sleep you you get. Because like having to manage, like having to actually do, having to go to sleep on purpose to go into the nightmare world is probably better for you to get to sleep than it is to crash. And it should yeah. be like that in the game, right? Like you 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 almost have to go set your alarm to go in there and, and prepare and just deal with it. And for short intervals, so that you don't get trapped there for a long period of time, uh, because that's probably harder, right? So it's actually kind of re- managing your own um, your own energy levels seems like it'd be a really, you know, it'd be, it would be kind of difficult in a way. It's almost like um, managing your currency. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's interesting because in the movie, the the main girl, she just doesn't go to sleep Nancy. for like seven days straight. Yeah, Nancy. yeah. Nancy just doesn't. She doesn't go to sleep for like seven days straight. She's like popping pills, drinking coffee, and she starts like becoming um, hysterical. And even though she's right, everyone around her is like, "Oh, she's just seeing things. She's not sleeping. She's really upset because her friend died." And all it's the classic like horror movie trope of none of the parents believing that like the teenagers who, are, who know what's really going on. Um, and so. The idea that you can sort of push past this meter into, like, exhaustion, um, but there's, like, big repercussions. Like, maybe there are certain bars that you, like, certain thresholds you can hit past the main, like, tiredness bar that start to, you know, you can't move as fast, or you start seeing hallucinations, or you can't, you can't like, do complex, like, manual tasks. Um, but you can stay awake if you're just like, I'm not ready. I'm just not ready to go into the, 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 the nightmare world. Um, you can sort of push into, like, this, like, red zone, this, like, danger zone. And uh, it, it will start to have, like, physical costs. And you, maybe it takes twice as long to refill that bar from sleep than it would otherwise. And it's sort of like you're, you're, you're taking out a loan on your, like, sleep deprivation to, to get something. One last thing done before you go into the nightmare world, but it sort of exhausts you, you know? Yeah, and you know what's weird is I always thought the movie should do this. Um, but you're not, you ever been so tired that you end up just kind of staring straight ahead? You're almost, like, sleeping. Yes. But you're not actually asleep. And I, yes. I feel like that being dangerous would be cool. Like, it's like, all of a sudden, like, you just kind of fall into this, like, fugue, staring, staring. I don't you can't do this in the game, but in a, mo- in a movie it would be good. And then, <laughs> like, Freddy the controls just, away from the player. Yeah, exactly. But then Freddy is just there, you know? Like... Just hanging out. Like, he just enters the real world for a second, almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is weird. Con- conversely, he could start to get a sense of your physical uh, location based on how quickly you commit to the dream world. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're starting to, if you're, if your sleep meter is going down and like, you're starting to get into a similar kind of like in between state, the longer you prolong trying to stay awake, the more, the closer he is to you and you enter the dream world. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like he start as soon as you start to fall asleep or once you finally get into his realm fully, he's just like, he's already, been aware, made aware of where you are, if that makes sense. Like, you know, it's cool. The comp, I know this is a weird comp, but like, 
it could be really tense if like if like the crashing part of it was actually uh like it was it was an extended like you didn't just pass out like you had an extended period of time where you knew you were going to crash and you had a certain amount of time to set up or, or fix that and the comp that i have is like how tense is it in sonic the hedgehog when you're underwater yeah and you're about to lose uh your air and that that music keeps you know uh, like getting more and more intense, yeah, ratcheting up, and you yeah. need to fucking find an air bubble. Like that would feel super good in a game like this, where it's like you're, so you're like you're going through drawers, like fuck, fuck, fuck. Where's the coffee? Yeah, where's the coffee? Exactly. Shit, shit, yeah. shit. Yeah, it's like a timer counting down, or like finding a way to get get to one of your stashes, or get to uh, you know get get someplace where one of your friends is, and they can they can wake you up or help you. You know, or something. Yeah, or you get to a place you've booby trapped. Right, right. It's funny you mentioned. It's funny you mentioned friends too, because I was thinking like, how long can we sustain this kind of gameplay? But um, what could be cool too is like, if you if you're the first person this is kind of happening to, and similar to the predicament Nancy was placed in in the movie, it's like nobody believes her. It's if you could it's like when you go in the dream world, there's a way you could collect pieces of evidence to kind of like, mm, yeah, like convince hat. people in the real world that 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 this is happening, and like they could come into the dream world with you. You know what I mean? Like. I, I, I don't, beyond that point, I don't know what it is, but no, like they, it could be another source of ally, and also could uh, we, have, we could talk after this kind of broader mechanic gameplay conversation about what the story is, but it could also forward the story, right? Like, like do you do, do you, as you're forwarding relationships with people, do you do you even want to subject them to this? Do you want to warn them? Do you hate them? Do you know what I mean? Are they in your way? Do you, do you want to just push them in front of Freddy? Like, there's. Right. There's, play, there's playability in that, I think. Yeah. It's funny um, that, like, it, if we were to make it true to the movie, then we would just have to, like, you bring back constant evidence and, like, nobody believes you still. Like, she brings a hat back. Everyone's like, I don't know where she got that hat. It's crazy. It's got Freddy Krueger's name in it. But it's, I don't know where she got it, but definitely not from the dream world. Like, there is physical evidence. It's, like, through your stomach. Yeah. Like, they, she brings, like, in your stomach. physical <laughs> evidence that this monster exists and the, and the mom, like, knows he exists because... She killed him, which is a hilarious thing uh, on its own. That like, like I guess the I guess the implied story there is Freddy is going and killing the the, the children of the parents that killed him when he was alive, um, which is weird that he wouldn't just kill the parents. But um, but he should, so so the mother knows that Freddy Krueger is a real person and he was a real murderer. So like when her daughter is like strapped to a bed in the like sleep institute and then like doing the experiments on her to see what's what's wrong with her when she goes to sleep and she's like strapped to a bed and then she comes back out and she's got a hat in her hand which says freddy krueger in like in like the brim it's like his name's in it and she's everyone's like no still i don't know where she got that hat she must have just picked it up off the street like it's physical evidence that she didn't come into the room with and still people don't believe her and she's cut yeah. How did you do that to yourself? Sleep. Like what? Yeah. Well, while we were literally, while we were, couldn't be more sure that you were actually asleep. How did you do that to yourself? Right. Yeah, like they were just watching her, like literally watching her. They're watching a computer that's telling her, telling them that she's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's bizarre. So this game, we 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 started this off by sort of using the comp of the Friday the Thirteenth game, the new one, right? Where it's a multiplayer sort of 4v1 or 5v1 or whatever the number is, where one person plays the the bad guy, the monster, and the other people play the victims, right? So if we were to match that somewhat to, to our Nightmare on Elm Street game, it sounds like we would have one person play Freddy, and then a bunch of people all play victims, right? And well, then... 
I think we're, what we're talking about doing is a is a single player thing. Like we have to okay, change that, it up. Entirely. That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, that, that makes more sense. I mean, it, it feels more. That, but I feel like. Go ahead. I was going to say you could do that, but for the the sake of trying to make something new in this podcast, like let's maybe we should start somewhere else. I mean, we could definitely like riff on that for a second, but it feels like you know that game as we've talked about it and is let's be honest, the same property. Right. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare. On Elm I don't Street. know, man. One like, guy's got a knife and a mask, and the other guy's got like a bunch of knives and no mask. Come on. And a hat. <laughs> and a hat and a weird sweater. Look, they're totally different. But, I mean... It's yeah. such a weird character choice, too. Like, Jason is fucking terrifying because you can't see his face, and he's got a knife, and he just doesn't talk. And, like, Freddy Krueger has, a, like, a, like, a Christmas sweater on and, like, a handful of weird, like, cl- like a claw. It's like, He's the least, like, terrifying... <laughs> and, like, a fedora, you know? Like, he's, like... It's so... Like we got to make him really different from from Jason and uh, Michael Myers, so he can't look like that. So we're just gonna do the fucking like, polar opposite of that—a dude who like talks a lot and like sort of just like waits for you to show up in his realm and kind of hangs out with you for a bit and rolls around on the bed with you. He's, like, he's so <laughs> not threatening at all. Uh, there is a weird, uh, there is a weird um, logic to his tactics because like he'll. I think the first time you see him, he's got, like, this really weird, stretchy arms. Yep. And he's like, starts walking towards her, and then she turns around and starts running, and all of a sudden, she just runs into him. Like, it's in the same shot. It's a clearly, like, two-people camera trick. But why the fuck didn't he just do that? Like, if he could just teleport right next <laughs> to her, why doesn't he ever just do that with his knives out to stab her, you know? It's, there's, there's a lot of rolling around on the floor with her in this movie. He's, uh, you know... He's, he's having fun with her first. He's, he's playing with his food. the meat. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I didn't think of that. There's a lot of depth to that character. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to just, you know, rush it. He's I don't want to make it time. slow. Or whatever he says, you know. Um, uh, so, okay. So, yeah. This makes more sense as, like, a single-player thing. Almost more like um, Alien Isolation, where there's a, an AI... That's kind of like tracking you and trying to find you, and you're trying to sort of set up situations where you can overcome it. You know. Well, and you know, I think honestly, uh, most games. So, Alien Isolation. I think we've talked about this before, but the big problem that uh, I had with it, and I think you did too, Harrison, was that like when that alien gets around, it doesn't fucking go away. It just kind of hangs yeah. around, and it's like annoying after a while and not scary. Yeah. It's just kind of like go, fucking, just go just away. Go in another room for a minute so I can get out of this locker. I'm just sitting in this yeah. fucking locker. Um, and I think that, you know, stretches of it would be, you know, you'd go into the nightmare world and it would just be creepy and weird, but Freddy wouldn't fucking find you, you know, it'd be some of the other weird shit that happens in the nightmare world that you would, you would see. Like until Dawn, you get a good job with this, um, where there's just stretches of that game where you, you're walking down a hallway and expecting something to happen the whole time and then nothing does. Yeah. And it's just nice. Because it makes it so that you never know when to feel safe, um, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a that's a problem that a lot of horror things in general have is that they feel like constant pressure is better than uh, letting your imagination take over. And I think, especially with a game, you want to really let people uh, imagine that they're going to get attacked and be paranoid about it, and be moving the camera and looking around. Uh, in the world and, and trying to make sure that there, that nothing's going to happen to them. Um, well, well, I think with those, what we were talking about before, um, a lot of the things we were talking about with, maybe you can control the amount of time you're in there. Maybe you can booby trap. Maybe there's a, there's a 
balance between your sleep meter versus your health meter and all that kind of stuff like will help combat that a little bit because you can you can come out of the dream world if you set an alarm or you know whatever circumstances we create uh, but one thing too that, that that could help um solve that problem that that alien isolation had is one of the one of the staple things about the property is that it's a group of teenagers and Freddy is hunting them one by one. So just because you're asleep doesn't mean that he's after you, you know, like there could be other NPCs in the game that he could be after and you you could have a stake in them and you want to save them, but he could be, you know, I don't know if we'd be able to monitor all of our friends sleeping. If if there's an organic way to do that in the story of the game, but like, he, you could have to go save your friend, you, you know? know, like, like he could be just targeting somebody else at the moment. And especially if this, if we were to move this to a multiplayer platform, that could be the case as well. Like, you know, I'm not going to let Freddie kill that guy right now. That, that Johnny Depp. Right got to save Johnny Depp. Yeah. 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 Clearly. I, I, you know, when, gonna, when you were talking about that, the thing that I thought of was that you, you just fucking swapped to this character's maniac mansion style. Where like, you're like, all right, I got to put Nancy <clears> in the dream world. And then I'm going to swap to Johnny Depp's character. And like, booby trap some shit but i gotta like keep an eye i gotta swap back and like make sure that he isn't like chasing you know what i mean like that spinning plate thing might evoke some of the feelings that we might be going for where it's just like i'm trying to do a lot and i don't have a lot of time to do it all um i don't know if it would be like a pause not a pause it wouldn't be a pause but like we would have to balance the, the the nightmare world so that it wouldn't be so lethal that you can't like take your eyes off of it but there might be something interesting and in, like you're trying to keep as many of these kids alive as possible for x days or until you can kill freddy in the real world like you can get him to come to the real world there's, there's like a, a specific set of things you have to do before you can bring him to the real world where you can kill him um or, or banish him or whatever there's, but like you, you're gonna lose some people like there are gonna be kids that die there's no there's no other way to, to, to get this done um and it, that kind of lets you sort of choose who you value more and like all right sorry nancy this time you gotta go because you had the the, the item that i needed the MacGuffin, to to accomplish this goal you have to you have to hand it off but now you're out of energy sorry you got to go into the nightmare world and i don't have enough like whatever uh resources to keep you alive for this for this thing so i unfortunately you're 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 going to be the thing that distracts freddy like freddy can only keep his his attention on one thing so if he's tracking nancy in the, in the, in the nightmare world you know that you're safe to do other things with other characters you know maybe there's something there that's kind of cool, and you could do it in a way like when you play like a Warcraft. Obviously, it wouldn't be an overhead view of the world the way that like a Warcraft or a Starcraft is. Or actually, maybe I could. Why the hell not? But that's not what I'm thinking. But you know, you could kind of use booby traps and stuff. It's like, all right, I know I have to send this character into the dream world. I was going to draw Freddy, but I can pro- construct enough things to protect them long enough so that I can do this in the in the waking world as another character. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like there'd be there'd be a tactical element like that like i think that could be interesting i I was thinking like earlier and this makes me even uh think more that it might work but it could be really cool to play as more than one kid um you know a lot maniac mansion or whatever uh and and uh switch between them like where you know you you're all in it together um yeah but and maybe you play all of them but you can't save them all um or, you know what I mean, something along those lines, where you have, like, there's a couple of people you do play, and then there's NPCs, too, that can be affected by what you do um, right. in the world. And uh, I, I don't know, there, there just might be something to that, where you guys could share resources or, like, team up. Like, you could team two of them up. 
Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It, it might be. It might be a cool. Um, there would be something to that. I haven't thought about it very much, but I, I was thinking that like that way you could maybe there could be an alt- multiplayer element to it, but you could also just play it by yourself. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what Harrison did pitch too, kind of? Um, no, I didn't hear yeah, it. But, yeah, Sean. Oh, were you pitching that you, you would play as more than one kid? Yeah, I was saying that you would, you would swap a la Maniac, Maniac Mansion between the kids. So, like, you send in Nancy to the Dream World, and then while you've sent in that character, you, you, you swap the camera over to, to Greg or oh, whatever. Oh, I thought was. you, sorry, I thought you were pitching that you basically, uh, you, you, you can manage them, but you don't actually play as them. No, no, I was definitely, I was definitely fully thinking Maniac Mansion, where you just swap over, and now you're, now you're Nancy. You swap over, and now you're, you know, Johnny Depp or whatever for sure. I think that that makes the most sense. And the, well, the fact that we both got there independently sort of proves out that it seems like it's a pretty strong idea. You're, you're Nancy, and then you're fifty-four-year-old Johnny Depp. For, yeah, inhabiting the inhabiting the body, or yeah, you're you're fifty-four-year-old Johnny Depp voice acting his twenty-year-old character self. Yeah, we gotta get him in uh, for more. Oh yeah, oh for sure we will. But he's also he's also he's that character, but also uh, Freddy Krueger. So he plays a dual role. Um, but I, I think that he needs to be able to exercise his versatility in this. Yeah, in this they both sound exactly the same. Make. One of them sounds like Captain Jack Sparrow, and the other sounds like Willy Wonka. It's going to be really good. Um, but I was I was going to say that um, the idea. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the rules of the Dream World because in the movie they're fucking never clearly stated. Like there's a moment. Actually, when you were saying, Sean, like, you can team up two characters together and, like, there's a beat in the movie when Nancy falls asleep and she tells her boyfriend, she tells Johnny Depp, like, okay, you need to stay awake and if I start to freak out in my bed, you need to wake me up and, like, pull me out. Um, And then he falls asleep, right? But while she's in the dream world, he is showing up and she's, like, checking in with him. So, like... Are they sharing the same dream? Like, she keeps being like, hey, are you still there? And he hops down from a tree. And he's like, yeah, I'm still here. And so it's never really sure. Like, are they all sharing one dream space? Or, like, are they having separate dreams? Or is the nightmare world a shared, like, a shared area? Uh, sometimes, like, Freddy Krueger shows up in the real world and, like, can, can hurt people. But he can also kill them in their dream world. It's, it's completely fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants rules, it seems like. Uh, so well, maybe it, sort of like, so like, like solidifying those a little bit, I think would help me try and figure out where, where, what the mechanics are. What it seems like to me is you have the full on like nightmare world, which is like the silent hill kind of great, you know, it, the compass silent hill where it's like, you're just in that place. Um, but there's also, they bleed into each other a little bit. And I feel like the movie kind of plays fast and loose with that too. Like, you know, like she picks up the phone and there's a tongue in it. Like, I'm your boyfriend now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that kind of shit happens in the real world, right? I mean, question mark. Like, you yes. don't really know. It happened to me today. Oh, well. Yeah, that's good. So um, you're right. It does happen in the real world. <laughs> this time it would be a cell phone, though, right? Like, um, yeah. But, 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 you know, that, that would be something we would want to do in the game, too, where it's like, is it, am I dreaming now? Am I awake? Like as the game progressed, I think you'd want to you'd want to increase the frequency of those events bleeding over. Right. Um, they might not necessarily do you any harm, but it would be cool to kind of include them. You know, it's like you go to call your friend, you pick it up, there's a tongue in the phone, and that's all that happens. <laughs> Classic. It's like, uh, yeah, and and then and you get licked by the tongue, but we we up the ante, uh, and and the tongue um, tries to French kiss her. 
or you. Nice. Yeah, and then you can you can make a decision to do it or not. But um, <laughs> press X to make out with bone multi- tongue in multiplayer. In multiplayer, you could just you had a bunch of tongues you can put in phones so you can mess with your friends. Just real <laughs> so you are playing Freddy. <laughs> you just put no. A that's that's the collector's edition. No, that's the collector's edition. If you buy the like nine hundred dollar version, you get a phone that has like a mechanical tongue that you can like prank your friends with. Like the like co- like super expensive collector's edition comes with that. But it's a, it's it's just in real life. Yeah, yeah. No, when you buy the game, right? When you buy the actual physical copy of the game for your PlayStation, if you buy the like two hundred dollar collector's edition, it comes with a bunch of mechanical tongues you can stick in your friends' phones. Oh, I was gonna say it comes with like an old style phone. Um, yeah, or like a rotary phone that with that in. But no, but it looks like it looks like an old phone uh, with a tongue that that like it, it retracts into the handle. But it's also it's actually really a <laughs> cell phone that you can actually carry with you and use. So you're just like walking around with a rotary phone like down the street. Like, oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, you're you walking around with a rotary phone that's actually just an iPhone. That um, has iPhone guts in it or whatever. Oh man, yeah, good. That sounds like some stupid fucking marketing move that somebody would make. It's like, oh man, kids are gonna really love this. Well, you, but you know, I mean, I know people personally who would buy that and then use that phone <laughs> with the tongue in it. Yeah, as their main oh, phone man. because they're huge horror nerds and they're preying on horror nerds. Uh, That's true. Yeah, that is the community. demographic. Yeah. I was gonna. So I, where can I get this phone? Uh, well, when you buy the collector's edition of the game that we're, we're p- creating slash pitching right now, you can we can make that happen for you. We'll get we'll get some people on on the phone on the phone and our phone will also have tongues in it when we talk to people about making this game. Like we need we need somebody to give us dollars, uh, millions of dollars for this, so we can make this game and uh, make this tongue phone thing happen. Actually, honestly, if, if we're being serious about it, it'll probably be a Kickstarter backer reward at like the two hundred dollar tier. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, it's actually like you know the, what the cheap way to do it is? It's just a cell phone case. Oh, perfect! Yeah, there you go. It's a, yeah, it's a cell phone case. Fifty dollar tier. <laughs> you put it, yeah, yeah. It has a retractable tongue, and you and it has like a little plug in it, like that connects to your like the bottom of your iPhone that make it move back and forth. It kind of just eats your <laughs> it eats your battery. Oh, it's got an app. The, the phone you can install an app on the phone that makes the tongue wiggle. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That makes the tongue wiggle. Yeah. Um, no, I, there was what this one other thing I wanted to to go into it with the dream world right which is like it seems to be just an exact duplicate of the real world except the possibility space for fucked up shit to occur well and the lighting the lighting (laughs) is like way more dramatic than the dream world that's true yeah everything's lit really harshly there's like a a huge like uh like everything is is a spotlight beam shining behind it but there's every basement door leads into a boiler room yeah there's like fog everywhere and steam um, Not everywhere, just enough that one fog machine can create right. <laughs> in a in a in an un um, climate controlled environment. Yeah, one twenty dollar uh, uh, from the eighties fog machine. Yeah. No, one I, Spencer gift <laughs> fog machine. Uh, we we also get this really cool disco light. We're gonna just see how that feels too, uh, with the colors kind of going. That might be a really nice nightmare effect in this movie we're making, Mister Craven. Um, no, I, I like it, it. Seems to be very similar to the real world, and and a lot of that in the movie is so that you can slip into the nightmare world and not know you're there. But it feels like because we're sort of heavily systemizing the like awake asleep part, it's probably going to be pretty obvious when you go into the nightmare world, right? Um, and we could probably play on that uh, boiler room imagery a little bit because it's such an evocative like nightmare on Elm Street thing, the boiler room, right? Yeah. 
You could see pipes like in like as you start to slip into the dream world. There's just like you know, just bursting out from the ground. Kind of, not bursting from the grounds, but starting sort of creep over the environment, like in a, in a subtle backgroundy kind of way, or steam and stuff. I don't know. This might be a bad idea. No, but when I, what, that's what I was trying to say way earlier. With like, I think you'd want to spend the money, uh, uh, the game development time anyway, on making sure that uh, the transitions were seamless and cool and felt right. like obvious. But like you, you know, it wasn't. You know, it's not just a cutscene, right? Like the the entire world is, is both worlds. It's kind of like Silent Hill in that way, where, you know, you, uh, you're basically retexturing every single thing in the world. And there's, there's more, um, like, yeah, you start walking along and you start seeing pipes on like, uh, the side of a building that shouldn't be there. And then, you know, you walk further along and, uh, you know, you turn the camera to your left and now all of a sudden you're in the boiler room. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, I have two quick thoughts. The first one is, I don't know if you've played the new Dishonored at all, um, but there's a there's a level in there where you are in this old dilapidated mansion and you're given an object that allows, it's like a mirror, basically, and you can see through the mirror into the past and it's the same space and you're moving in both spaces at the same time because as you move in the 3D space, uh, your mirror sort of reflects what's in, what you would be looking into in the real, sp- in, in the other time timeline. So, and you can swap back and forth at any time. So you can go through locked doors and it's, it's just like a, a lock and key kind of puzzle where you can avoid guards and sort of change, change the past and it, it, it's reflected and stuff. But just the fact that you're actually traversing both of those spaces at the same time um, is, is, is really interesting because, you know, you, you, you can kind of see the dilapidated version of something. And then if you look, you know, if you bring up the mirror while you're walking around and you can still move, you can see the, the other version. And it's a really cool, like... Both of those exist at the same time in the same space. I don't know how they did it technically, but it's really fucking incredible. Um, that, was, that was my first thought. Just like, uh, is that all rendered a texture camera? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> like if there's a if there's a physical object, know, it, it's incredible. I, yeah, it, actually, yeah, it probably is. Like, they probably built two spaces, uh, and they just put a camera in the same place you would be, and then rendered to the to the, to the mirror tech. It's it's fucking incredible, regardless. Uh, and the level is really cool too. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention, I think this this is this is the thing that will will clinch it and it will make this the, the transitions feel really good. Is if you make the game, I've always assumed it was first person, kind of like the new Resident Evil. Um, that might just be me, but I, that's how my, my brain sees it. Uh, and your exhaustion bar isn't something you, it's always on the screen. You have to go into a menu or hit escape or hit back or something to, to bring it up. So if you're just mindlessly doing tasks. Uh, like building traps uh, or whatever, cool. you might just fucking lose track of time, and then all of a sudden you turn a corner and there's a bunch of pipes, and you're like, "Fuck me, dude! God damn it, I fell asleep." Um, you know, yeah, that's cool. And I mean, you don't have to systemize it either. Like, it, it's it's um, it, there's a there's there's or what you could do is as things progress in the game, like the difficulty slider. Uh, the difficulty level is basically that the meter goes away and you, you lose track of when you're going in and out of it or like there's a, yeah. there's a way you could do that. That would be cool. But like, as I say, like, I, I think that, um, having a third person thing too, like you could actually like have the character look more tired, but you'd have to like be oh, looking for it. Like yeah. you'd have to like, you know, the, uh, like, like the walk would change. Little changes in posture. Yeah, exactly. And like um, you could get like your arm, your hands could kind of start twitching, and you could like do like the like the like you make a ball out of your fist, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, my hands shaking, kind of animations on your character and stuff. Exactly, just little things like that start creeping up subtly to kind of reinforce that the meter is changing, and you should look at it. But like yeah. your your walk speed could slowly go down too. Yeah, like yeah. you could you could. 
or like you're, you, you're pressing forward on the stick, and, and, but it, you know, if you were to hold it, it would just eventually get slower. Yeah. You start to do like the, the George Michael in Arrested Development, like walk into a crawl into a lay on the ground. <laughs> you just push forward. Um, <laughs> you'd, pass a, you'd pass a couch and a character would just lay on it. Yeah. You'd be like, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea, though, that you, like, if, if, the, if your bar or whatever we end up using for visualization is just not something you can look at without making an active choice to check it, and you're just setting about doing tasks... Uh, and it being a thing where it's you know you are you're, you're busy trying to accomplish something and then you don't even notice that you've fallen asleep, which is just how that movie works. And it feels like you'd be a character in the movie where they're just kind of doing stuff and they kind of nod off and they're still sitting in the seat in their in their classroom. But now all of a sudden there's like a, a hanging body outside the window, uh, and you're like, "Fuck me, I'm in the dream." Oh man, you know what the best thing would be uh, would be to use the like. Not make the bar obvious enough that you could look at it and tell where you were, but, like, how do you have to manage it just like any other resource? So, like, if, say, the watch was the uh, the thing that we used, yeah. you, you, you could check your time since last went to bed on. Oh, that's cool. Do you know what I mean? And then you, you have to think about it. You have to remember, like, shit, uh, I slept three hours uh, earlier I slept three hours between this hour and this bit. hour. It gives you, like, detailed stats of your sleeping schedule. Yeah, yeah. I mean, more or less, right? The game like, comes with a notepad. <laughs> so you can write this uh, down. How many calories did you intake today? It just becomes, like, a health monitoring game. Well, it, but it does become, uh, you know, it, there could be a system for, for, for keeping track of it so you could reference it. But you would, yeah. it wouldn't be, like, an obvious, like, pull the menu up, see it. Okay, good. I'm, I, I got ten more minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's much more fuzzy this way. Yeah, and you and you would have to be responsible for actually sort of managing it a little bit more, which I think would help with that feeling of like, fuck, I I, I messed it up. Now now I'm asleep. Shit, I gotta yep. get out of here. Like yep. that kind I of like thing that a lot. Like. There's, I mean, and there's, there's and as well as visual cues. That I think that we could play with audio in a really cool way too to start to to, to, to cue the player in slowly, like. One, like the, two, the three, he's coming for you. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was going to suggest that, yeah. But, but also, you just start I mean, hearing like that way, song. Start warping the way that the, um, the, the, the world sounds, and it's it's very gradual. But the, like all of a sudden, you're going to be like, you, your footsteps will, or, or something you do will, will sound bizarre. You know, and be like, fuck, it's all I'm recorded asleep. backwards. You're know, just in like, the Black Lodge. Like all the. Like, we're, we're just like. Turning up the reverberation or whatever, yeah. whatever it is we're doing that, but it's, it's a gradual thing that's not necessarily immediately noticeable. And then you do an act. Maybe there's like an action you haven't taken in a certain amount of time. Like, you know, the the example I can think off the top of my head is like when you go into your 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 um, storage box in Resident Evil and you open it, and just the creak of the hinges sounds different. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. I mean, I think sound is is a huge tool there because you could uh, it could be a lot subtler with it without. Um, Without people noticing, uh, right? But then you know, I mean, all the best games uh, have good sound um, and, and and use sound for cues for things. Like I feel like, um, you know, I, I know we talked about it a lot a long time ago. But like, if you if you go to like listen to like Overwatch, like so much of the information you're getting about what's happening in the in the game at the time comes from sound, um, and it makes you aware of things. Um, and but that's a learned thing. Like you have to learn it. And I think right. this could be the same way, where it's like over time you start to learn what uh, what these things mean, and you start to pick up on them, and then you feel smart, and that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, 
Sorry, if you had another thought that I interrupted, please. I wanted to change the subject. Really no, quickly. I thought I did, and then my mind just went blank. As soon as I opened my mouth, your mind went blank. I have that ability. Um, no, I was going to say, like, okay, all of that sounds really awesome. Like, I think we've nailed that transition. It's going to feel really good and really true to the movie and sort of like that feel. But I want to talk – we have we still have some time left. I want to talk a little bit about the actual, like, goal of the game. Like, it sounds like, okay, Kill Freddy is, is like, the high-level goal, but, you know – how are you doing that in the in the dream, the waking world? How are you? What are you doing when you're in the nightmare world? Is it just like avoid the alien and just try and make it back out again? Are you trying to scavenge something? Bring like like Chris suggested, bring back proof. Is there something in the nightmare world that is like, you know, the, the stupid version would be like a crafting material that's rare and you can only get in the nightmare world, which would be stupid. But wow. you know what I mean? Like, is there is there something valuable in the world that you're trying to bring back? There's a crystal that's only in the nightmare Perfect. world that you yeah. harvest. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think uh, that you know the best thing to me would be. Um, the, the waking because the movie kind of works this way right like they're trying to figure out what's going on while they're dealing with it and so like um, having to figure out like where Freddy's bones are or like that's that's you have this goal of like you you first you have to find somebody that tells you um, what happened and then like once you find that out it gives you the next waking world goal which is like go find the high school that you know, or like the boiler room got uh, torn down years ago. So why am I still seeing it? Like whatever it is, like there's a, there's a sort of mystery element to it. That's kind of got you like going to talk mm. to people or going to figure shit out uh, in the waking world. But the, the nightmare world was interrupting that for a while, but then in the waking world, once you figure out like, Oh, okay, I've got enough information to know how to deal with Freddy, you know, now you can yeah. start to mm-hmm. fight back in the nightmare world. So would he have, like, different weaknesses every time you played? Like, there'd be something, some sort of key information that you that is randomized per game that you play, so you can just kind of, every time you play, it won't be the same thing over and over again, right? This depends. I mean, are we, if we're talking about doing a procedurally generated thing, sure, but, like, if we're just talking about crafting a linear... I, no, I'm not, I'm, no, no, I, well, it depends, right? Like, are we talking about a game that you would you would replay over and over again, or is this just, like, a linear, that's the, that's the whole, that you play it once, kind of like, you know, playing, um... Uh, alien isolation or something like that where it's much more sort of like narratively focused and, and linear which it, it sounds like that's what you're yeah that, that makes sense to me i do think that there's some there's some room for like some of the stuff we talked about earlier with your friends and like who survives right like that could be different uh based on like it, until dawn style right like you could play that game and different people could survive there's a lot of different permutations for uh you know who makes it out based on what you do in the game and i think yeah. this could be the same way yeah, that makes sense. And it wouldn't. I don't. I think. I don't think it would feel true to the, to the franchise and the, the the story or not story, but just kind of the, the tone of what we're trying to create here is if everybody could survive. No, like I you, agree. You're going to lose somebody eventually. It just depends on on your actions. Um, who exactly gets lost first? Um, but I think, kind of speaking to the procedural generated thing that you're talking about, Harrison, I, I think that there might be a way you can blend the two, where you could kind of, um, in the waking world, figure things out about certain environments, and then depending on like where you end up and what you've discovered, you, it, it's not always the same. Every time you go into the dream world, based on the the, the timeline of the game, it's not always the same linear version of the game if sure. that makes sense it depends on like where you entered the dream world on the timeline versus where you are geographically like that could kind of help with some of that replay value and not seem so one-to-one if right. that makes sense right. um but I'm, I'm also 
I'm also okay with it being just a linear experience, and and like the second time you play it, you might play it again. And things might mix around, but the basic the basic layout of the game, like the basic story, like like same with the Mass Effect, right? Like you can save different people and you can romance different people, but the the, the main thrust of the story is going to always be the same. Um, and I, I think mm-hmm. that's probably the the, the um, equivalent that I would look at a, a game like that, where you 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 can talk to different people, you can have a slightly different experience, you can kind of customize the way that you solve things in different ways. Um, with you know force or with negotiation in Mass Effect's case, but for the most part, it's um, you know you're you are just talking about uh, you are purely talking about the game be, being sort of a linear narrative, you know. Well, I think um, yeah, I, I think it's it's hard when you're dealing with something that's much lore um, behind it, unless we wanted to change that in interesting ways or do something where you know, you can survive but not beat Freddy. Like, you know, there's different endings that you could do mm. potentially based on the way that you acted. Like, maybe he gets all of you and that's the end of the game because you didn't find the right bones or whatever, whatever fucking <laughs> dumb thing. Damn it, whose bones are these? <laughs> well, it feels like you lost. It does feel like you lost, but, like, that's okay in a yeah. horror movie. Like, that, and a horror game to me. Like, I feel like you could... I'm not saying that you definitely do that, but what I am saying is that, like, you, build, you could build a case for... Like, uh, 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 spoilers for Until Dawn, uh, just for anybody who hasn't played it, but uh, I literally sucked so bad at the last sequence of the game that I blew the house up and got everybody killed. Nice. Uh, and so, because of that, like, um, I was fine with it because it was my fault, right? Yeah. It just and felt like the it, end of the movie. Yeah, exactly. It just felt like the end of the story. And the story ended with all of these kids getting murdered and Freddy surviving. Like, that's a legitimate ending. As long as it doesn't feel like you failed, you know? Um, Can we have him like turn to the camera and say, like, I'll see you again in Nightmare on Elm Street 2? Like, once he kills all no. the kids? Can we? No, we can't. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Absolutely not. You could do something really fun there in 3D where, like, it, the game comes with 3D glasses. Yeah, and then, I'll see like, you. And he, like, die. points at the camera. <laughs> but it's not until that point that, like, the game pauses and, like, puts put the 3D glasses on. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually going to say the same thing. Comes out of the You're like, yeah. shit, where did I put those? That was, like, 40 hours ago. Fuck. I, but I borrowed this from my friend. He only gave me the disc. I just have a digital copy. <laughs> That's the DRM. <laughs> yeah, like, you need to put the glasses on to see the fucking, like, code to input at the, at the beginning of the game. Like, oh uh, the dial God. pirate. Yeah. Classic. Um, that seems foolproof. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, okay, so I, the the there is a mystery to uncover, and going into the dream world, th- this is my shitty, like, oversimplification, but something akin to, like, there is a code in the real world and the cipher to solve the code is in the dream world that not that, but like there is information in the dream world that you need to find and bring back into the real world that helps you uncover the mystery. You know, that someone's name is scrawled in blood on the wall. And that's the, that's the father of the guy you need to talk to who gives you information about Freddie or whatever. Right. I got it. There's a scientist who's, as everyone thinks is a kook. Yeah. Believes in the dream world. Yeah. And he can't, Enter it because he's not a kid. All right, but you meet him. <laughs> you meet him. No, stop. If, if he needs you to bring back, stop it. <laughs> what? Not, it's, it's too good. You're yeah. right. I'll stop. <laughs> no. no, but but you know what I mean. Though, like, there's yeah. there is there is a key piece of information that acts as the key to the lock of that is in the real well, world. That also makes sense in terms of like it being a shared dream space, which it does feel like the movie does ha- like set that up. Like they are sharing the, sharing the dream space. So. uh like finding out information from the parents 
via the dream space, or, or that the parents... Do you know what I mean? If their dream is leading them to remember all this stuff that's getting churned up by remembering Freddy Krueger. Right. So they're dreaming about the time that it happened, and you can find that part in the dream world and then get some information to take over to uh, the scientist guy. And uh, <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that that would work well. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're dead on. that They, they do need to interact in a way that, that's more than just going in there um, – because there, need, there should be a reason right, to want to go there sometimes. Right, exactly. Yeah, there should be a value to going in there. And, and I think that um, the the idea and, – and you pitched this right when we started this, like the idea of like the psychonauts. Like there are – like the parents, when they're asleep, they're in this shared dream space. And the, the dream versions of them have information maybe because you're witnessing their, their memories in dream form in front of you. And you're just like looking at them being like, oh, yeah, you were a kid and this happened and I see – I'm watch, literally watching it happen. Or you're talking to the like – dream version of them in a weird fugue state and you're just like asking the questions and they answer the questions but like tracking like going to the dream world and having to track down like dream mom and like have to go ask her a question or watch her kill freddy krueger or whatever to get some vital piece of information but you're also being stalked by freddy krueger in that space um is i think that that sounds really really cool yeah yeah and i think that like you know this also goes back to um the, the earlier idea of having to uh, pull out evidence or whatever, like if there, there's got to be some some mechanic, some reason to want to go to the dream world, and and if there's more than one, even all the better, you know. Then then the alarms the alarm stuff improves the game even more. Where it's like, okay, I'm going to go in. I need to go in for five minutes so I can figure out, you know, uh, where blah 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 is, and then you're incentivized to do it, you know. There might be a way, too, in which, um, and, and this isn't completely materialized in my head, so for, forgive me if there's some, uh, it's not completely thought, thought out, but, like, there might be a way in which you find something that triggers something. Like, in the dream world, it's a shared space with Freddy, and there's there's memories of Freddy that exist in there that you can see, that, that you can trigger, and that you, it might be under player discovery to figure out what triggers that. Like, the the dumb answer is, like, it's something he, you know, maybe he's allergic to bees or something, and he brings <laughs> bees into the... It <laughs> becomes the Candyman <laughs> horror movie instead. It, it, it's just something, like, that's like almost, like, repellent, but it brings up, like, kind of in the way that... Um, we talked about the Arkham games, but, like, it kind of brings up that sort of, like, holographic UI. Like, this is, like... Something happened here for Freddy, or we see, or, or we see things that that kind of trigger. Use your, you know, kind of your detective mode here, um, like like blood stains, for instance. Like, which is it's the first thing that's coming to mind. But like, you, you you can investigate these kind of things, and like, you know, you investigate them, and you see like one of Freddy's uh, um, memories, and and you'll see like a character that you've met in. The, the the awake world and you're like whoa what the fuck is going on here what does this have to do and like it'll it'll give you impetus to go investigate something with that character in the in the in the in the awake real world you realize that that he won't sense? he like, won't kill unless he has his cardigan so you just like sneak into his house in the in the night and take his cardigan and he wakes up in the morning and he's ready to go murder and he doesn't have his fucking ugly ass red and green sweater and he's like oh 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 it's just scary Terry all of a sudden just, yeah 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 he's, where's my sweater bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, but I, I, and I don't know. I, don't, I mean, that's that's a very loose idea, but like something that, that kind of like 
encourages exploration yeah. and, and makes it so that you have to investigate and, and figure out how to bring him down. You being able to find something that um, helps you fight Freddy is cool. I, I don't know about the holographic UI, though. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think that it necessarily has to be that. And, and when I say holographic, it'll obviously look more spiritual and like ethereal in, in this way. What you're saying is you have some sort of like, you, you, there is some sort of visualization of that there is a memory to explore. Yes. Yeah, I get whatever I just, that I'm just be. giving you shit. Yes, yes. I know. And fuck you for doing that. You're but, fucking welcome. Um, like, uh, uh, it's, just, it's just a possibility to kind of give the the player a, a way to kind of put the pieces together and um and it'll give us you know it'll be an opportunity for us to really empathize get to know get to know freddy get to really know freddy mr krueger and yeah. sort of empathize with this child murdering with this child murdering ghost that you know that, that seems good maybe as a maybe as a player you decide that like you know he's maybe this is maybe it's not your place to, to come <laughs> out of the dream Listen, world this is just, <laughs> everything balances out man look uh that's just one of the endings. One of the endings is you can convince Freddy that he was a horrible person and he gives up. You know, or <laughs> guilt him. Yet, you're like, I, I get what you're doing here, and he just throws you his, his spare sweater and his right. That's glove, another his ending. Left glove, whatever one he's not wearing. <laughs> yeah, that's a separate ending. <laughs> and, and, and his spare hat. So multiple endings for sure. Teddy Krueger. <laughs> what if your name isn't Teddy though? He becomes well, Teddy. It is now. Um, yeah. So. You get married. The, you get married to Freddy. <laughs> oh man, nice! And you change your first name. As well. <laughs> there's a weird. There's a weird uh, dating game that's like a sub, like a, like an Easter egg in this game. Well, yeah, on the one ending, there's a dating game, and then you Perfect. guys go on a couple dates, and like one of a couple, you know, it's like, do you want to go to the dream world or do you want to go to the real world tonight? And then they they make a decision. Yeah, it's like all there is to eat in the dream world is fucking other people. Like, can <laughs> I, we, I'm tired of children. Can we eat something different for the <laughs> once? God, Freddie, put your tongue back in your mouth. Come on. <laughs> Perfect. We did it. We nailed another one. Killed another one. We got it. We got put put it on the shelf. What is this called? This game, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, uh, Silent Hill ripoff. The game. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> Nightmare on Silent Hill Street. I don't think I don't think it's going to go through uh, certification. I think we need to come up with something. Well, it's got to be like Nightmare on Elm Street: Colon uh, Dream Warriors. Oh yeah, the Reckoning <laughs> would be good. Dream Warriors Dream is the Warriors third game. Is so good. That's the third oh, movie. Dude. That's the third yeah. movie. But it would yeah, be it would be that though. like it's like oh we get it we referenced the we referenced the Dream Warriors. Movie, no, if we, so we okay, if, if there was a third game. At this point, we're making our own canon, right? Like we're we're squarely in in yeah, our. Yeah, we hit the reset button. Here. Yeah, no, like the first game is is pretty closely tied to the movie. The second game kind of like starts to create a little bit of additional information, background story that the game that the, that the movies didn't have. And the third game is like we now have teleporters that can transport us at any time to the dream world. They can bring things with us. So we're gonna bring guns and uh, ammunition, and we're just gonna fucking hunt this motherfucker down. Or it's like the Assassin's Creed, like like they've got you in a lab. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and like you, you, you're Nancy, whatever the fuck her last name was, Kruger, the closest descendant, and the only person that can battle <laughs> Freddy Krueger. You have to step back into her into her like <laughs> genetic memories. You to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Uh, so Silent Hill. Sorry, God, Silent Hill. Uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, The Reckoning, uh, and then Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Dream Warriors is the is the follow hotly anticipated follow up. We'll, we'll do a separate video Dream game. Warriors. Will that have that like rad like spray painty like eighty eighties font like the Blood Dragon? Yeah. Like 
No, it sounds like you guys don't. Like, the third movie is called Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Warriors. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, shit. I was and just making a goof. I looked at this last night. Man, okay. Well, I looked at this last night, and Nancy comes back in it. Okay, wow. Yeah. You guys are, Nancy I, comes I, back I thought you were just Dream making Warriors. some really, really good jokes, but that's just the actual canon of the, those movies. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's called Nightmare on Elm Street, colon, Dream Warriors, so that, uh, you know, people who like Nightmare on Elm Street know that we know what we're doing. Shit. This is why we. This is why you make the big bucks. This is why we invite you on this podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm not making any bucks for this. I mean, have you true. seen no bucks? I think I think bucks have flown in the other direction. Actually, we'll expect bucks soon. No, um, yeah. Thanks for for joining the podcast this week. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about this uh, stupid movie and its amazing game that we're going to make out of it. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on this adventure on this on this media adventure. Bye. And stay awake. One, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) I was really hoping someone would do it. Join us next time for um, a a special episode 10 where we will take uh, Rick and Morty and turn it into something. And it's actually a user request, a listener request from uh, iTunes. So if you're interested in leaving us a request, you can Email us at storiedcast at gmail.com or you can leave a review on iTunes, which helps us a lot. So that would be great if you would do that. And we'll see you next time. Storied is Sean Ainsworth, Chris Rebert, and Harrison Pink. And our music, as always, is by the amazing Jared Emerson Johnson. Thank you for listening.